The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to have you with us. I have a, a wonderful guest joining me right now to give us some updates on all things horrible, actually. I hate to say it that way, but it's to do with... How can I say this? How much the abortion industry has made use of the Dobbs decision. In many ways, we are seeing all kinds of sort of side things happening. We, everybody, of course, we are very, very uplifted that the Dobbs decision came down and that, you know, the federal courts have, have agreed that abortion has no place in the constitution, et cetera, et cetera. And so we'll go on from there. But w- what we've done now is we've sent the whole issue back to all the states. Joining me right now is Ed Martin. Ed is a lawyer. He's also got advanced degrees in medical ethics and philosophy. He was handpicked by renowned conservative attorney, activist attorney Phyllis Shafley to succeed as president of Phyllis Shafley Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund in America. Ed is now with the American Life League. He has just been appointed very recently, August 31st. He was appointed to run STOP. So STOP is the STOP Planned Parenthood, of course, and it is the American Life League's leading education facility or organization that helps all of us to understand exactly what is going on, not only sort of in the legal perspective, but also in society and from a moral perspective. Before I go any further, I'm going to say, Ed, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're a very busy man. All the things you do, it's wow. I can't even start to think about it, but thank you for joining well, us. It couldn't be a, a more important issue, as you point out, the pro-life movement experienced a great victory when Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton were reversed. Uh, you know, they had these terrible uh, American Supreme Court cases. But the efforts to promote abortion and to, to keep the killing ongoing they they have actually increased and and what we have seen that they the planned parenthood especially and some of their organizations and, and efforts uh, alongside them have been even more successful at, at having people choose uh, abortion and choose death. So it's an important conversation, and I thank you for a chance to talk. You know, one of the things that I that um, you recently put out an article, um, and it was very, 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 very informative. As as I'm reading through it, and you know, preparing for our interview right now, I keep going, "Wow, wow!" You know, although I knew it all, it was putting it all together in one place. And folks, I will put this article up on our website, so you can go right there and and, and just download it and read it because I think it's very important that we all know what's going on. Um, the, the, what, what it's shown, um, there, there, a September 6th um, report came out from the Guttmacher yeah. Institute. Tell people what's in that because that is, that is just eye-opening, Ed. Yeah, it is. Well, and first, let me say the Guttmacher Institute is a, a, lot of, a lot of times 
Um, now we are even more aware of it. But a lot of times people don't realize, well, the Guttmacher Institute sounds like a, well, it's a research institute. I mean, what can that be? Well, it's a research arm of Planned Parenthood. I mean, uh, they're, they're very sophisticated in how they set things up to look independent, to look like they're doing, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of serious, impartial research. Turns out that they're paid for by Planned Parenthood. But but what Guttmacher does, to, to give them credit, they brag about the number of abortions. They they want to make it normalized and they want to brag about it. So they go out into every state and Guttmacher, uh, this institute, gets um, the state data about how many abortions have happened. And what this study shows is that from uh, uh, from 2020, I think it was, I'm sorry, I don't have it right in front of me. Yeah, 2020, I think, through June of 2023, 37 of the states uh, that they were checking uh, that, that were in the list is how we were characterizing it in the release that I put out. Um, average increase of 40% abortions. And you say, well, wait a second. I thought if you reversed Roe v. Wade, you know, there were going to be a chance to limit abortions. Well, two things happened. First of all, one is that um, there was an increased effort to promote abortion from Planned Parenthood right after Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton reversed. But also we now are seeing, especially from the uh, the period that Guttenmacher and I'm talking about that they identified is around the time where COVID hit. And when there was a relaxation on mailing the abortion drugs to people at home, and that's continued and it's accelerated. And the Biden administration has made it even easier to mail the drugs, to uh, to do telemedicine, to get uh, the prescriptions or the, not even the prescriptions to get approval. And so uh, Guttemacher is showing that these numbers are increasing dramatically. And you say, again, uh, this is terrible. The killing is terrible. It's also terrible for women who are self-administering abortion to themselves. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a safe uh, process or, or say it more carefully. It can be very dangerous and mm-hmm. we need to be more aware of it. But that's what Guttemacher uh, revealed. And what we're trying to point to people is look at the numbers. Don't say, oh, wow, people want more abortion. That, that's what I think Guttemacher wants you to feel. Oh, look, people want more abortion. No, that, that, that may or may not be true. What's true is more people are doing abortion at home and, and risking and causing danger. And, and Planned Parenthood, by the way, is making money and, and the industry is making money on this process. And so there's a lot to unpack here. It's one of the reasons why American Life League and my colleagues and I are so uh, committed to shining a light on this. It, you know, it, it's quite, it's quite, um, Devastating. And I, you know, I just recently interviewed somebody who was talking about, you know, how, how these abortion pills work and, and, yeah. and how, you know, how terrible it is for women who have, who experience this. You are actually, you know, uh, aborting your, uh, your baby all by yourself. There's nobody around right. to help you. There's nobody for the most part. There's nobody, you know, watching over you. And, and so many women are being traumatized by the fact that this is what's happening. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how, is there a way that American Life League and Stop, um, sees an, an avenue, a road towards helping women to understand that abortion is just not what it's, what it's made out to be? Well, well, I mean, a couple of things. Number one, and let me, I, 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 I'm sorry, I jumped around a little bit and thank you for your patience and your listeners. Uh, on the, in that same Guttemacher report, one thing I did want to um, say is the confirmation, I think, was that over 50%, I think it's 52 or 53% of all abortions are now pill abortions, mm-hmm. as you, you're asking this question. Yeah. So, but now, now pulling back and responding to your question, there's two things. There's two aspects of what we've learned since the Dobbs decision. One 
I think the best pro-life leaders have challenged us to rethink and to think again about life, not just about Roe, but about life. And, and at the center of that, some of the smartest and most capable leaders have said what you just said. How do you talk to the mom? You know, for what I'm talking about America more than the whole world, but in America, we have a culture that says to a, a young woman, literally saying you can be anything, which is great. I mean, you could be a, a doctor, a lawyer, you could be president of the United States, a senator, you could be anything. It also says you can be sexualized, you know, you can be a target, you know, a lot of pressure to how you look and all. But then it also says if you lose that by having a baby, you, you'll lose everything. Exactly. And, and, and in, some way, in some ways, the pressure is much worse today than even 30 years ago because – and so one of, my, one of my colleagues, a woman leader, has often says to me, start, Ed, everyone start talking about the woman and the fear that she has of letting people down, of her life changing dramatically, and understanding you've got to get to her there. And what you just said is gets to my second point. One of the problems with the pill is that it's uh, it's an alone device, as you say. It's something that if, if you're scared – Sometimes it's easier to stay scared alone. You, you know, a secret exactly. is, feels better. And so what you have is women and, and, you know, you're supposed to take these pill abortions in the first 10 weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, up to maybe 12. I don't even think that's it recommended. But there are people who are obviously taking these drugs when they're 15 weeks, 16 weeks, 18 weeks, 20 weeks. And this is a major health risk. So uh, we, we have really put ourselves in a position where we have to challenge our assumptions on how to talk about this, and we have to challenge our approach on how to stop this. We want our states in America to ban abortion. We want our federal government to ban abortion. But we also have to fight this effort to educate people on the value of life and on what it means. And then we also have to fight bit by bit. I mean, you know, frankly, uh, during COVID, it was the Trump administration, sadly, that said that we're going to relax some of the mail order of, of drugs because uh, uh, broadly speaking, you wanted people to be able to get other drugs, not just this, but it was used by the abortion people. Then the Biden administration said, yeah, yeah, mail whatever you want and, and don't worry about it. We ought to change that. We ought to say, you know what, if you're going to get these things, you have to break the aloneness spell and have to go visit a person in person to pick up the exactly. drugs or to get the thing and change and hope that we can change person to person, um, not atomized as individuals by our phone. And and let me just pause. I'm sorry, it's a rambling answer. No, not at all. This, this is this, most this, interesting. Yeah. Well, Planned Parenthood actually said in a, in a leak uh, that a friend of mine was involved in on a, on a call, they, were, they overheard it, um, how they were moving all their focus to digital because they needed to get to the women digitally. And again, to your point, your great question, that's alone, right? Exactly. If you're on your phone exactly. and you're, and you're be ass assessing, you're alone. And, you know, something about, I, I you know, I, I, you know, you, you share this, but you know, there, there's, I'm a believer. And, um, you know, the, the, the phrase is not where two or more are, are um, texting, you know, uh, uh, God, will, Christ will be found. It's where two or more gathered. Right. You know, what I mean, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we need to, the word was made. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word wasn't made flesh and sent to us in a, in a, in a text or a link. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. so, so finding finding ways to be present to each other is one of the challenges. So, it's so important. It's so important. Excuse me, folks. You also need to know that um, Ed Martin is the author of uh, is a co-author with um, 
of the case for conservative, yeah, with with the the case for Trump, the conservative case for Trump. And you're also, um, you served as the Missouri Republican Party chairman and you're also on all kinds of different, um, uh, different things. I mean, (laughs) as I said, uh, you're a very busy guy. So, but one of the things you, you, you have also, you be, you were a pontifical appointee to the Synod of Bishops for for America in Rome under Pope Paul, Pope John Paul II. So you, Mm -hmm. you come at this from a very different angle. I mean, you've got that deep knowledge of what God is expecting of us. You, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, not, not that you're, you're going to be judging people, but it's just that you know that this is the way God intended for us to live. And you're so right, right about it being such an alone thing. You know, we're, you know, in Ohio, some of the things we're trying to look at is how do women get to the point where they are going for these abortions and, and they are, you know, they oftentimes even, you know, Catching a bus and going into the abortion facilities by themselves. You know, one of the things, or, or, which is more likely the case in many times if you're actually going into a, an abortion facility to do a, a surgical abortion, um, they are being driven there by the, the fathers of their children or their mothers yeah. or their grandmothers. So there's a lot of coercion that's going on. 70% of, of, uh, abortions are when you when you start to really dig deep, seventy percent of women feel that they are be, feel coerced into having an abortion. That's a huge thing, and I think you you touched on that, Ed, when you said it's that it's that fear, it's that you know, I'm I'm afraid yeah. I'm going to lose, I'm afraid I'm going to upset, I'm afraid. So there's that fear factor that kicks in. Yeah. Well, and let me just turn it on that. Just say, just drop a brief footnote in Ohio. When people tell you that Ohio voted a few months ago in August and they said, oh, you know, we reject the idea of taking the more pro-life position and changing the law and all that. $25 million were spent by Planned Parenthood and their affiliates to promote the, 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 the decision, the vote that happened in August and $5 million by pro-lifers. $25 million. Of, and, and Planned Parenthood gets almost $800 million of U.S. tax dollars every year. So you say to yourself, what, what are we funding here that they get to argue these arguments? And that's because they want the Ohio Constitution to be changed to allow extreme abortion, extreme abortion. Mm-hmm. But no, look, the bigger problem I would say to, to, to you is that co- coercion is, is a huge problem, individual coercion, a father, a mother. Um, there are so many stories. But, you know, we have cultural coercion right now that's going on. Absolutely. And this is where your listeners and you and I can make a difference. This is where Speaker Mike Johnson, people say, are you excited about Mike Johnson? I, I'm, I know politics. I, I will always be disappointed by people in public life. It just happens that way. But I'm not striving to be fulfilled. I don't need a savior as speaker. I need a speaker. And when Mike Johnson kneels and prays, when Mike Johnson goes on the Sunday talk shows and says, Everybody knows I'm pro-life and that life is it matters and doesn't back away. Now, he didn't then say he's going to pass a ban because he knows he can't. But he did say that witnessing to the truth oh, so is strong. monstrously. Yeah. It's 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 important like that. that that's the wrong word. Monstrous. It's monumentally important. Mon- yeah. and, 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 and we need to do that because the culture wants to coerce us into saying, if you have that baby, you will lose the opportunity to be a success. And of course, what we know is if you have that baby, someday later, when someone told you you could have been a success by being this or that profession, and you've got a son or daughter, it, it, it will have changed your life in a way that is the greatest gift from God, right? So we have, but we have to fight the cultural coercion that's going on. And my, 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 uh, my reason, again, to fight so hard with American Life League and this is because these 
institutes, the Guttermacher Institute, the, the television shows, the, the streaming things are trying to say to us one thing about life and one thing about uh, God's gifts that, and it's, it's, it's untrue, right? It's, it's that it's just transferable. It's negotiable. It's no, it's a miracle every time. And we've got to be the ones that figure out how to, to lift that up more and more. And one of the ways to do it is to shine a light on what is truly evil. What I'm not saying that people, I'm careful not to condemn people. Absolutely. I, I have a hard time saying someone, I can, I'm not God, but I can say the conduct of it's people evil. is evil. Yeah. I can say what the fruits of that is done is evil. And what's around the Guttemacher Institute and Planned Parenthood and people like this is truly evil. And you have to call it that in order to understand what's happening and, and move forward. You know, it's interesting. You, you you mentioned that Planned Parenthood has said that they are going to move to, to um, digital and, 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 you know, sort of mm-hmm. yeah. that is one of the things that we are discovering. And there's so much further ahead than we are, Ed. And I, I it, it, yeah. it bothers me so mm-hmm. much because we can't keep up. We just do not have the money that they have. And that's digital is expensive. We just, you know, we know how much how expensive it is. Um, but I, I was talking to my grandchildren, my, my grown my grandchildren in their twenties, and we were having a good discussion the other day about about what they are, what is influencing them, and it was just like a general discussion. And sure enough, everything that they get, they don't watch news anymore, they don't really read right. newspapers anymore. All their information comes from digital. It comes from whatever program that they're on on their phones. You know, and then they get these, these, this, these things pop up, the, these, these notifications, these whatever it may be. And they're mm-hmm. getting a lot of their information from this, from these digital pop ups. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm wondering, is there anything, you know, I guess it's through God. That's, uh, and you have a beautiful yeah. quote in one of the articles I read. And you said that, you know, you remember hearing St. John Paul II, uh, uh, talking. Yeah. He said, if you want peace, work for justice. And if you want justice, defend life. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think uh, that's what we've got to remember. It's defending life, no matter the, no matter the, the, the obstacles, the big walls we have to cross. Yeah. Well, and a couple of things. One, to give hope to, uh, all of us. I think I think some of our sharpest people are going to are going into digital and they're being smart with digital and you see some of it. And I think, you know, um, but I, I would just say that the, the, the and so that I, I encourage people. And then some I, I one of the women that, that I was talking about that is so, so instrumental in teaching me how to think how to think about the woman first um, told me that she was working as a, a, a planner for. Uh, her pregnancy resource center, and they were about to build another building. And then they realized this is, they don't need another building. They need to put their money into digital and they're doing that. And I think there's a lot of people trying to be smart and clever um, and they're going to do that. But a, a couple observations. One, one thing we should be very worried about is what I call, I call it the narrative machine. And, and the narrative machine is the power, the powerful um, working together of big government, big media and big tech to tell us a lie. And it's the good news is it's being sort of exposed more than ever, but it, it really is it's haunting to see. I mean, it, you know, the, the easiest one I can say is on TikTok. TikTok is owned by the communist Chinese. They they admit that they hate God and that they're godless and that they're communists. They admit it. They don't hide it. And they own TikTok and they admit that they won't allow TikTok in their own country because it would corrupt their children. But in our country, they're happy to have gender dysphoria and women talking about, uh, you know, health services, which is abortion and on and on and on. And they, and they actually admit that they say, 
we're happy to do this because we and they, they, they hate us. So we're letting things into our lives, meaning social media and uh, and 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 also uh, big media. And we're not we have to confront it more. We have to be willing to, to to push back on it. And as you point out, nobody, no kids are watching CNN, but a lot of us are watching CNN and we're being malformed by that. Um, so that's one thing. The, the second thing, though, I would say or the second avenue I'd say is I, I'm optimistic about the future because I think the, the younger people are rejecting the, the authority and some of what they've been told they have to believe they're not believing in the same way. And so I, I but the opportunity for us is not just to be correct. Hey, choose life. It's to be correct about the, the origins. And I, I had to sound like an old fo- fogey already in my life, but <laughs> we have to go. We have to go back to studying the Bible yeah. and we have to go back yeah. to to praying together in a way. And, and we have to model that. I, I, I started with my wife. We have four kids, 19, 16, 14, and 11. And I, with my wife just a year or two ago, we went back to more very specific, intentional praying together as mm-hmm. a family. We hadn't forgotten to do it. We still go to church. We still participate in it. But we thought we need to do this. That's what's around us. Uh, we have to make around our children and ourselves uh, the word of God, not exactly. not the word of goodness, yeah. not not smart stuff that you and I say together, but the word of God. That's so true. That is so true. You know, I I have the I and, and listeners, you know this. I talk about it often, but I do the one year Bible <laughs> and and you know Old yeah. Testament, New Testament, Psalms and and Proverbs. Every, you know, I try to do it every day. Not not always successful in that, but but you know, the word of God in our Bible. Oh my goodness, Ed, it has such yeah. wisdom in it. And it mm, gives you such amazing. strength and such fortitude. And we need, you're so right. We need to start focusing back on doing that together. If we are Christians, we are called right. to be Christians then. So listen to that calling and let's do it. You, you're absolutely so right. I mean, I think, I think that's, that's, that's the bottom line here is let's make sure we get our children and our, and our grandchildren and everybody who we, who we can is to back onto track in doing. I grew up. I grew up in a family where every single night we got together and we prayed together. Right. Now, I have to right. say, sometimes we'd all roll our eyes. Oh goodness! <laughs> but sometimes it's, I yeah. say most times. <laughs> it's exactly. But it yeah. was. It's. It was so wonderful. We would. I can still. I, Think back, you know, different places that we'd lived in. My mom would always insist that we all sat, all four of us, all four children and my dad, we'd sit down and say prayers together every night. So I think yeah. that's the sort of thing we have to somehow get back to. We have to start yeah. being, being well, family, being being there to support it. Think about it. If you've got daughters and you've established that, there's a time when, yeah. when your daughter can come and talk to you about the fact that I might be pregnant. Right. Or, you know, absolutely. A few days ago and I... I said to someone, uh, I gave a little talk uh, and five minutes, three minutes or something. And I said, when, what I knew about my mom and dad was no matter what happened, they loved us and it was be okay, no matter what. So in a world where everything seems upside down, one of the things we have to do for each other and for our kids is let them know that no matter what happens, it'll be okay. We'll we'll be together. Yeah, we'll be here. And maybe we won't have everything we, you know, we we should get this or that, but we'll have each other. And here's the thing. That goes back to the very first part of this conversation, which was when you're scared and alone, it's very hard to make good decisions. It's not impossible. The Holy Spirit can do it and all. But when you're alone, it's hard. And so these women, they, 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 they need not. Uh, they don't need our righteous anger or our righteous truth. They need our, our fellowship. Look, that, exactly. that back to this again. But it's it's not I tell people all the time. Everybody misses it. 
that the things that they said, the, the, the shift that Christ made was he said, love God with all your heart. And then he said, and, that, and everyone's like, oh, I got it. That was a, that's a total fulfillment of what was, uh, yeah, we got it. And then he said, um, and love your neighbor that's right. as yourself. But not, remember, love your neighbor as yourself. It, you have to love yourself first because he's, God, Christ is saying, you're so special. You're such a gift. I love you. And you have to love yourself like that I love you. Then way. you love your neighbor. Exactly right. Yeah, right. And, then, exactly. and then you love your neighbor. And, and, when, and if we live up to that part of it, he didn't. He didn't say anyway. So, uh, yeah, but, but in, when it comes to absolutely. vulnerable, vulnerable women and and babies, we've got to we've got to make a I, better I job say, of stepping out. Yeah, yeah absolutely, That's absolutely. Right. Ed Martin, I am so pleased you're with American Knife League now. God bless you lots, and I will be coming back to you to get to get you back on the program again. This has been delightful conversation. Thank, Thank you so much for all that you're doing, and keep up the great work. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.